0: We've found him, the great man, Bharat Sandaraisan. Welcome to New Zealand. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a
1: beautiful, beautiful day here in Wellington, as it tends to be. My only concern when I come to Wellington is uh, the wind, and uh, what I mean by the wind is what it can do to your hair. And, uh, you know, that's my <laughs> hair care is right up there amongst uh, the most important things in my life. So I do get a little worried about that, but as of now, it's a beautiful day.
0: Now, Ian Smith does the show before me, and at about 5 to 9, I have a chat to him, and I told him you are coming on the show, he said, Stephanie, there's a very important question you have to ask Barret. What's he wearing? No one outdresses <laughs> Barret Sandarei, so what are you wearing?
1: Uh, well, one thing Smithy will tell you is uh, there is no dirt of colour when I'm around, and I've already been complimented by one of the secretary staff here, but she's like uh, a lot of people said, there's too much blandness in this world. Good to see some color. So I have my pink Crocs on. I've got uh, some floral um, lavender pants on. I've got a uh, shirt with a lot of flower on it and some um, Swifty gear on my wrist, which is courtesy of my 10-year-old niece. Uh, so
0: she accessorizes me. So there you go. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Now, um, New Zealand cricket fans... Are very concerned, Bharat, that Australia have the mental edge over us. And I think I'd struggle to find a New Zealand cricket fan that would disagree with that.
1: You just have to look at the stats, right? I mean, one Test win in uh, all these years. Um, and yes, Australia did not come and play a lot uh, of Test cricket in New Zealand. It's been a long time, only four or five um, uh, who were there uh, what, six, seven years ago are still, still around, or even longer, maybe eight years ago. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just like a, a, a mental stronghold that the, not just one Australian team, but Australian team over generations seem to have had over um, the Kiwis. Um, and honestly, uh, when it it lasts so long, there is no other explanation but that, right? Because New Zealand have got themselves into uh, uh, strong positions um, on and off at home and away, but they just haven't been able to get over the line, uh, uh, except that one time at Hobart.
0: We've had a few um, questions from listeners, which I love. Um, There's a lot about spin bowling bar. Uh, One of them says here, ask him Mm. why New Zealand spinners have been average since Vittori. I mean, Satna can spin it now and then, but is Mm. he Vittori's class? Can you please ask him?
1: Uh, oh, very good question, and uh, the, uh, perfect timing as well, because Dan Vidori just walked past me. Obviously, he's in the opposition <laughs> camp for this series um, uh, as uh, one of the assistant coaches for Australia, and Nathan Lyon was just singing his praises about how much he, he's brought to the, the coaching staff, and like just especially Nathan Lyon in particular, uh, over the last few years. So he'll be picking his brains a lot, but I think there are a few factors. I mean, like with Shane Warne, Australia had to wait a long time before they found um, someone who could even come close to being in that class in Nathan Lyon, um, and, and similarly with with, with Dan, uh, I think he was he's so far uh, ahead of any other spinner that New Zealand have ever produced. Uh, it's taken them a while to even come close to identifying someone who could be the next Dan Dan Vitoria or someone who could you know do do what Nathan Lyon has done for Australia after Shade One. But also captains that they've played under the pitches that you see in New Zealand, especially. You have in the last 10 or so years. Um, not always, but often they have uh, really been in favor of uh, New Zealand's world class team attacks. Um, so I think those factors also play a lot of um, a, a big role. Because how many overs have uh, the likes of, say, even Sattner and uh, the others who played in the last 10, 11 years uh, got to bowl? I mean, you compare that to Dan Mittori. Uh, I remember him bowling 45, 50 years uh, back in the day, mm. uh, not just uh, in the subcontinent, but even at home. So I think those factors also go into it, and nobody's really got the long enough run. Like in Rachin Ravindra, you have someone who's already proved himself as a world-class batter, uh, but every time you saw him bowl in that South Africa series, he picked a wicket. So I think, um, yeah, I'm not saying that Rachin Ravindra is your next Daniel Vittori, but there is something there, and there is something to build on. <laughs>
0: Are you quite, we're all quite amazed here that A.JS. Patel doesn't get another crack. I mean, I think he was the third person ever to get 10 wickets in an innings, And I know it was on the subcontinent. Do you think he's worthy of another look, even in New Zealand conditions?
1: I mean, he sums up everything I just said about why it's been so difficult for New Zealand to find a successor to Dan Vittori. Uh, you know, he takes 10, like you said, Jim Lega and his Gumblay and then Ajax Patel takes, uh, 10 wickets in an innings in Bombay and it was not a turning track it was a flat pitch uh, doesn't play the next test does he uh, and then uh, has to has had to wait a long time played one or two tests since uh, and if that's how spinners are kind of dealt with uh, in this country it is difficult for anyone to sustain a long enough uh, uh, career and, and look I mean he proved um, on that tour and uh, a few times before on either side of that performance that he can hold his own but I mean, especially as a spinner, uh, and you, I've spoken to a lot of spinners who come from the subcontinent, if the if you're always put under the cosh where you're told, look, you get five overs, give, give us a wicket. If not, well, you have to wait your turn. Uh, I think it also changes the way you go about your bowling. But as Nathan Lyon will tell you, he's uh, taken well over 500 wickets, but he's pretty much been allowed to bowl the best ball he bowls, the off-break, over and over again. So, I mean, it's also about uh, being patient with, with spinners if you want to want them to become world class at some point Uh, but again it's just a challenge of um, New Zealand Uh, they don't play as many Test matches as uh, Australia or England or India I think that also plays a big role in it
0: Where are you at on the World Test Cricket Championship because I I quite like the concept if everyone had 12 matches or home and away series or, or was a little mm-hmm. bit even but we're going to each cycle as you mentioned India England Australia are going to have truckloads of tests New Zealand West Indies Bangladesh etc aren't going to have many
1: Yeah and um, you know it's it's just a harsh reality of uh, how much cricket economics has changed in the last uh, 10 or so years but especially in the last 5 years uh, you know, the reason India, England and Australia end up playing five test match series against each other is because they are the only ones who can afford to uh, do that. Uh, you know, especially when you're talking about a country like New Zealand and if they are struggling to, you know, host Australia for a three-match series. And Nathan Lyon just spoke about it uh, 15 minutes ago about how he feels like a lot of senior players at every... Uh, every series should be a minimum of three, uh, especially in a World Test Championship cycle. But it is becoming more and more and more difficult for a, a lot of these other nations to, to, to do that. I mean, or safe, stay financially sustainable uh, and still manage it. I mean, South Africa being the prime example uh, outside the usual suspects of West Indies and Sri Lanka. So I think um, it's just uh, where Test Cricket is uh, right now. And, and you're right, hopefully if, you know... Uh, going forward the only way to kind of uh, figure a way out is if the ICC does somehow find a way to create that test match fund that they've been talking about for a long time Uh, and they ensure that you know okay even if say New Zealand can host the first two tests they make sure like you know that you can tap into that fund to get that third test in so I imagine how much more exciting this upcoming series would be if there was a third test
0: what was Nathan Lyon's optimism or whatever about playing at the Basin? Because if memory serves me correctly, he's done quite well there.
1: Yeah, I mean, he has. And uh, I think, obviously, he did joke about how it, it is while bowling in the wind here that he lost all his hair. So, I mean, that, that, uh, he, he, I'm not the only one who's uh, blaming the Wellington weather for what? Can the impact it can have on her hair? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, he does have. Uh, he spoke about how he's been reflecting on those wonderful memories of um, his uh, exploits here, where he bowled a lot into the wind. Uh, it was a very different looking pace attack at the Alderin, um, of course. So, uh, I think, um, uh, so, I mean, Australia will back themselves to, you know, firstly, you know, get over that Gabba shock uh, with the last test match they played was, uh, as we all know, that historic test where Shama Joseph did what he did. So, uh, they'll want to shake that off. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he sounded as optimistic as uh, I think every Aussie in this team will. I mean, they are World Test Champions for a reason. Uh, and uh, they'll be looking to get their uh, you know World Test Championship campaign uh, on track again. They've been pushed down to number three um, uh, as a result of that defeat and some other results. So, they'll want to get back to the top before this series is done.
0: Well, Barrett, I'll give you a little bit of insight. I don't know whether you knew this or not, but if New Zealand win a Test match at the Basin Reserve, the night they win, all of the bowlers get a limousine and go to the top of Mount Vic and have mm. champagne. So there could be a scoop for you there.
1: Yeah, No, I, I am aware of that. Uh, and uh, the last time I was here, that was for an Indian tour about four or five years ago. Uh, I did go up um, uh, mount, uh, uh, up that mountain and waited for them, but they never <laughs> came, or maybe they were aware that uh, you know, the journalists will be out there because I was looking for that scoop, even if it was just a picture. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, even for um, New Zealand, uh, uh, if that does happen, they won't have Trent Bolt for company, will they? And he's generally been the leader of the pack in that sense. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to some of the uh, New Zealand fast bowlers. I mean, obviously you have your Saudis and your Henrys and your Wagners, but the guy who really caught my eye, as he has... Everyone in international cricket is uh, a Will rook who seems like a genuine talent.
0: Right, I've put you on a lie detector. What percentage chance would you give New Zealand to win this test at the Basin as long as the weather plays its part?
1: Uh, I honestly believe it's uh, it's 50-50. And the only reason I say that is in some, in many ways, this Australian team, especially in terms of the batting, is still in a transitional phase. I mean, you have Steve Smith, who's played uh, what four innings as opener. Uh, obviously, he's coming off uh, the near match-winning knock uh, in the second innings at the Gabba. But uh, I mean, there are um, you know the, 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 there has been some inconsistencies with the batting. Man, Flabushain is coming off his um, arguably his leanest run in international cricket. Um, and you know, I mean, Travis Head, this Travis Head, but uh, the Travis Head Mitchell Marsh middle order combination um, can blow hot and cold at times. So uh, I think if New Zealand um, can put runs on the board, like they have been doing so well with Kane Williamson, who again a big series for him, right? Australia hasn't always been um, his uh, favourite opponents. Uh, he just still manages to average in the early forties against them. But if Kane Williamson can continue on his run, and if New Zealand put runs on the board, I do think um, it's if if it's not fifty-five forty-five. It is still fifty-fifty from
0: there. Perfect, Barra. Enjoy your stay, and no doubt we'll lock horns again as the Test series continues. Thanks for taking time to chat to us today.
1: No worries at no all, guys. Uh, look forward to it. Uh, and like I said, uh, always, always lovely to be in New Zealand.
0: Cheers, buddy. Barra Sandrase. I'm one of the best uh, cricket journalist analysts minds. Um, and we're so lucky to have him as part of the SCNZ cricket commentary team. We'll take a break, and we'll bring Joey in with his headlines next.